1: good morning and welcome to a saturday morning edition of uh, the christian underground news network i'm your host kurt chamberlain along with your co-host pastor dick chamberlain and we welcome you uh to another episode uh where we're going to discuss today's headlines uh and some other topics that are really needed uh to be discussed uh one of those uh We'll, we'll be covering today, uh, mainly, it will be the, uh, what's happened to the church uh, in our culture today, and uh, if you are a born-again Christian going to a fundamental Bible-believing church, you'll probably recognize that question word for word, because you probably asked it yourself many, many times, what in the world has happened to the church? And uh, I think the key words in that question are the and world. Yeah. What in the world has happened to the Christian church? Uh, so we're going to be discussing that today, uh, probably at length. I know Pastor Chamberlain's got a plethora of notes. And I don't Know.
0: That, that that means a whole bunch
1: oh good i'm glad you explained that because i was going to say i don't even know what that means but, uh, but it sounds good i just like the sound of the word i do too plethora um now so we're, we're going to get started here in a moment um and uh we're going to start this off since that's what we're going to the subject matter is going to be uh, i'm going to read an article that uh, i i read the other day uh Brand new statistics from the Barna Group that study uh, studies religious statistics, and uh, th- this article prompted me to ask that very question: What in the world has happened to the church? And here, this is the uh, this is the article. It says only a remnant remain. Just. 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview. 6% of Americans.
0: That's 6% of 330 million.
1: Uh, yes. Right over, I think we're right at 327 million right now, according to the Deagle report. Okay. Um, uh, Uh, And only 6% of that number hold a biblical worldview. The article starts out by saying uh, several data sets are indicating that America is about to see her first post-Christian generation. A reality that will likely transform politics and has already transformed culture. But according to new polling released by George Barna, it may be worse than we thought. And uh, it continues here. It says uh, only 6%, uh, and this is uh, from the Christian Post, by the way, this article. Only 6% of Americans have a biblical worldview, according to research from notable evangelical pollster, George Barna, released as part of a new endeavor with the Christian Conservative Advocacy Organization Family Research Council. In a statement Wednesday, FRC announced that Barna, who founded the influential evangelical evangelical polling organization, Barna Group, joined the organization as a senior fellow of their newly launched Center for Biblical Worldview. As part of the center's launch, FRC released research conducted by barna's meta formation research group some of the new group includes questions and data compiled for the american worldview inventory produced by the barna led cultural research center at arizona christian university it says the data found among other things that while 51% of American adults said they have a biblical worldview only 6% of American adults actually hold this worldview Barna drew the conclusion of inconsistency among the 51% reporting a biblical worldview by noting that many of the questions to determine worldview found this group technically outside of what the pollster defined as a biblical worldview. For example, of the 51%, 49% said that reincarnation was a possibility after they'd die. Wow. What? Yeah. Where's that in the Bible? My Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. That's right. And after this, the judgment. Okay. Reading on, it says, meanwhile, only 33% of that 51% said they believed that human beings are born with a sinful nature and can only be saved from the consequences of sin by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, data for the research came from a May survey featuring a nationally representative sample of 1,000 adults with a sampling error of about plus or minus 3.2 percentage points. The data comes as similar results have been found by other surveys in recent years. Last September, the Cultural Research Center revealed survey data compiled in January 2020 that showed that 2% of millennials hold a biblical worldview, even though 61% of them identify as Christian. In 2017, a survey from the American Culture and Faith Institute found that about 10% of Americans hold a distinctly biblical worldview, even though 46% claimed to lead a Christian life. These numbers explain a lot about what we see going on in the culture right now. Christians who actually believe in the traditional tenets of Christianity are an ever-shrinking minority, and that trend looks to be significantly accelerating. Uh, This article originally published at the Bridgehead and reposted with permission uh, on prophecynewswatch.org Now, that's alarming. That 51% of American adults, from millennial to uh, to baby boomer and beyond, uh, claim to be Christian yet hold almost no Christian worldview. What on earth is going on,
0: Pastor? well uh i'm glad you asked that question i'm sorry you have to
1: yeah me too
0: so now let me just uh, l- l- let me just preview what we're going to do today just and and maybe uh this is going to take more than a couple of hours of podcast time but but it, it, we feel like we must do it yeah. now our rule is always teach and preach and study under the banner of what saith the Scripture, Romans three four, and and again uh, it happens in James, um, what saith the Scripture? And we're going to be absolutely totally scriptural with what we're teaching today. Now, let me start out, and we're going to get to the scriptures. By the way, if we don't give you a dozen or two dozen scriptures on every podcast. Uh, write us on our on our website and, and, and chew us out about it because that's what we want to, to give to you, what the scripture says. Okay. Um, about four years ago, I was going to a church that was pastored by the great J.B. Hickson, man I greatly admire, man of the book. Uh, he cuts it straight. And uh, after a church service, I was in the foyer of the church and a young married woman, uh, I won't give her full name, but her first name's Kristen. Uh, she came up to me rather perplexed and she said, Dick, have you ever read Jeremiah 23? And I said, Oh, you mean the chapter that starts out with saying, Woe be to the pastors? And she said, Yes. And it spurred me to go home. And to read and reread Jeremiah 23. Mm -hmm. And we'll be in the book of Jeremiah for much of this this podcast, which we will call The Great Perversion. And we'll subtitle it Previews of Coming Attractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, why are we going to be in the Old Testament when that was about the age of law and the jews uh, that's, a good question. that's a good question isn't it, yeah, it is. well the apostle paul answers it in first corinthians first uh, corinthians chapter 10 this is our first scripture that we'll go to first corinthians chapter 10 paul is uh, talking about um uh, how the jews uh, were in the wilderness and they And they drank water from the spiritual rock, and that rock was Christ. And with many of these, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. And then he says this. Now, these things were our examples to the intent. We should not lust after evil things as they also lusted, neither be idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed. And fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. Mm -hmm. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed by the destroyer. And then he says this. Now, all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition Mm -hmm. upon whom the ends of the world are come. And so we have to take from that that many of the things in the Old Testament are things that were written for the examples of the church of Jesus Christ in this present day and age yeah and and that
1: the next verse would would be the to me would be the summation of this yeah they were giving us for examples but in verse 12 it says wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall
0: oh my goodness yeah oh my goodness well
1: we're standing up for what today in our culture
0: okay let me let, let me just go through a list all right
1: do you have one?
0: I've got a list of things here.
1: That's a surprise. Yeah,
0: and 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 by the way, uh, have your have your Bibles ready, and uh, we're going to start Jeremiah chapter one, and we're going to uh, read a lot of scriptures, and then we're going to come to Jeremiah twenty three, and we're going to show you from the scriptures, especially First and Second Timothy, and Second Peter, how these things not only happen to the jews but are happening this very moment as we speak so pay attention fasten your seat belts yeah this is going to be a rough ride for some of you now we don't intend to offend anybody our intent is only to to show you by the scriptures how we're to be educated and enlightened and edified by the word of god and how we're to and how all of this stuff impinges upon the church, which is the body of Christ, especially in America, because that's where we live. Right. Now, there or what used to be America or what used to be America. Yeah, because uh, politically, it's going down the tubes, folks, and culturally. It's
1: already
0: down there. So there are several. Well, wait a minute. There are a lot of things that trouble me about the church in America. Oh. The following yeah. list that I'm going to give you is, is the list of those things that I have seen. I'm 81 years old now. And in some instances have experienced the things which churches have exhibited over the years. Now I have pastored two different evangelical free churches I was on the staff of the fastest growing Baptist church in Illinois for a little over a year. So I've seen these things, and I've received some of the same attacks that we'll see that Jeremiah had to put up with. But here's a list of things. Now, this is in no particular order. And when I say these things, folks, um, I'm going to back them up with scriptures. But here's what's happening. We are exhibiting feelings over faith. Oh, How did that make you feel?
1: Yeah, and how does that make you feel? Yeah.
0: Yeah, instead of what do you believe? That's right. Then there's sensuality over spirituality. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Selfishness over selflessness. You like, know, like, a man uh, not ought to, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, says the Apostle Paul. Yeah. And you were going to say?
1: That's a big problem, that one right there.
0: Yeah. Then emotionalism. Over devotionalism.
1: Yeah. I can't believe the experience I just had.
0: Yes, yes.
1: yes. It must be.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yep. And there's comfort over conviction. We don't want to offend anybody. You know why they don't You're want all to? you welcome. You know why they don't? Because they need to have the offerings. Oh, uh-oh, Dick.
1: Uh-oh, you just did it
0: oh yeah let's let's go let's go on because uh, this gets better uh they want entertainment over edification now folks i'm not a, you know scripturally opposed to what we call praise teams but when they take a half an hour of the service to sing choruses and songs yeah, when
1: you're getting 40 minutes of praise team and 10 12 12 minutes of sermon there's an inequity
0: there. There certainly is. That's
1: a bit incongruent.
0: I was you? watching the uh, one Sunday morning. Uh, my wife was ill. We couldn't go to church. And uh, I t- <coughs> turned into a church broadcast, which I thought in the past had been very good. And here was this praise team. And they were singing this phrase over and over and over again. They were saying, the blood of Christ uh, floweth through our veins. Guess oh, what? Oh boy. Guess what, folks? It doesn't either. The, the blood of Adam flows through our veins even after we're saved, because we still have a sin nature and will have until we're uh, completely redeemed and taken to heaven. So, Theater over theology. Now, I'm not opposed to good Christian plays, but when that takes the place of a good theological, biblical exposition, then it's wrong. Fellowship over fellowship. We just come to church for fellowship. Do we follow the Lord when we, when we go back out of church? I don't know. Here's one. They're pandering to the world Uh-oh. over the preaching of the word. Uh-oh. And, and by the way, here's the twin sister.
1: Pandering over preaching.
0: Pacifying the world over pleasing the Lord. Uh-oh. Wow. Uh-oh. And here's one that go, kind of goes in the opposite direction legalism over uh legalism uh, subverting the liberty which you have now i'm not opposed to good standards of dress and appearance right but i have never ever found out what use there is of a necktie and yet there are some churches that just frown on you if you're not wearing a necktie
1: illegalistic churches
0: legalistic churches in fact, the legalistic college I went to, every class you had to go to, you had to have on a dress shirt, a tie, a sport coat, and slacks, or a suit. You had to. Yeah. Either that or you got demerits. Right. Yeah. Pretty soon enough demerits, they, they throw your butt out. Yeah. Yeah. Here's this. But what about liberty? Well, sometimes our liberty morphs into licentiousness.
1: Yeah, sometimes.
0: Good works. Over grace.
1: Oh boy. There's another big one.
0: You're not saved by good works. You're only saved by grace through faith. That not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Here's another one. And this is what most preachers in our pulpits today are guilty, guilty, guilty of doing. Yeah, they'll open the Bible. Yeah, they'll read you a couple of verses. And then they'll go into suppositions leading to propositions not supported by biblical exposition and leading to incorrect doctrinal interpretation. It's happening, and it has been happening for years. Now, who are we to say such things, Curtis? Uh, Where's your PhD? Don't have one, do you? I'm a
1: Christian with a Bible. I mean, I, uh, I know how to read and study it. I know know what the Word of God says. That's
0: right. Do do we have a master's degree in anything? I don't. No. No. But I do have a a bachelor's degree in secondary education from a very legalistic uh, Baptist Bible college.
1: And in grade school, they taught you how to do some critical thinking, didn't they?
0: Um, They taught me how to think. (laughs) That's another subject. <laughs> Don't sneak in stuff on me, buddy. Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. So, um, and may, and maybe Curtis, here's who we are. Maybe we're an Amos. You ever read the Book of Amos? Yes. Yeah. Amos, here's what he. I'm going to quote analysis. you what he said yeah. in, in Amos seven fourteen. He said, "I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son." But I was a herdsman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. I worked for a living. And yet God chose a simple man with no formal education to prophesy to the nation Israel. Now, that's kind of encouraging to you and me, isn't it? Yeah. You betcha. Yeah, it is. Now, in light of these above, we need to ask these questions. Why are these things happening? Mm. Number two is this anything new? Oh no! And number three, what is the solution? Now, as we deal with each of these questions, please understand that there's going to be some overlapping of the answers. uh But 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 to answer question number one, we need to go to the Apostle Paul in in. Uh, Timothy, when he says, now the spirit speaketh expressly, then in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, and on and on and on. That's First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. And in his second epistle, he says, this know also, then perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 list. through 5. Now, now, wait a minute. All we're telling you is not our opinion. It's what... The scriptures are saying, Mm -hmm. let's keep going on. Paul pours on more wood on the fire. He says, for the time will come, by the way, it's here, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned into fables. Second Timothy chapter four, verses three and four. Lovers of their own selves. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. These things are driving the engines of feelings and sensuality and emotional and entertainment and so forth that we've been talking about. Now, we spent quite a little time. We've given you some scriptures. We're telling you why we're doing something and 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 we're and we're going to do it uh, without apology. If we offend you. We're not sorry. If, if you're offended, you have to be offended by the word of God and not by our personalities. So let's get into the warp and woof of things. Previews of coming attractions. All right. Okay. Now, remember, Paul, Apostle Paul said this old te- the old, old Testament things were written for our admonition right. upon whom the end of times has come. That's right. And we're here. And so we're going to go to the scriptures. And so let's go to the book of Jeremiah. And we're going to spend some time uh, leading up to Jeremiah chapter 23. Okay. In chapter 1, we talk about Jeremiah's call. Jeremiah was uh, in the fifth month of the captivity uh, of Judah. The word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations.
1: Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5.
0: Jeremiah 1, 5. But look at this, what Jeremiah said. Then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. He didn't think he was uh, capable of doing this, but God makes him capable look at verse seven of chapter one but the lord said unto me say not i am a child for thou shalt go to all that i shall send thee Mm -hmm. now we're being heard in how many states of the union 30
1: 31 now
0: yeah and how many foreign countries
1: uh 13 13
0: 13 foreign countries how about that wait a minute we just
1: added australia by the way uh, good day, Australia.
0: Good day. I'm glad to have you aboard. <laughs> Righto. Yes. Okay. And he says this you, you go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. And Jeremiah did. God said, Don't be afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. In fact, the Lord said, uh, in verse 9 of chapter 1, I have put my words in yeah. thy mouth. Yeah. And in verse 11, he says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, What do you see? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said the Lord unto me, and it goes on, the Lord, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The Lord said unto me, the Lord said this, uh, and he said, uh, And I will utter my judgments against them, that is, Judah, touching all their wickedness, who have forsaken me and have burned incense to other gods and worship the works of their own hands. Folks.
1: So that's what was happening to the the, uh, the, the body of the, the church uh, in Israel, if you will. Of course,
0: there was no church, but there was this, no church, But it was the nation, Judah. That's yeah. right. But these are previews. This is what was happening. Attractions, yeah.
1: They were worshiping other other gods
0: burning incense burning
1: incense they were doing all all kinds of things that were neither part of levitical law
0: okay okay and then Uh, and and god continues in 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 jeremiah chapter 1 verse 17 uh he says thou therefore gird up the loins thy loins and arise and to speak unto them all that i command thee now curtis this is this is an admonition to you and me. Yes, sir. Because this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, there's no uh, dollar payday in it for uh, for us. And he says, "Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them." So we're doing this unafraid. Right. Let's continue. We're still in the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 3, verse 8, he said, And I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery. Israel was the northern ten tribes. Uh, Jeremiah was sent to Judah, the southern two tribes, Judah and Benjamin. He said, For all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a bill of divorce. Yet. Yeah. Her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went Mm -hmm. and played the harp. Wow.
1: We've got less than two minutes, Pastor, for this segment. Uh,
0: For this part of it. Yeah. Yeah, And we'll come back in a few minutes after that, and and we'll continue in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 4, verse 3, For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among the thorns. He said in chapter 4, verse 5, Declare ye in Judah and publish in Jerusalem. Say, blow the trumpet in the land. Cry, gather together and say, assemble yourselves and let us go into the defense cities. Set up the standard toward Zion. Wow. Are you listening, Jeremiah? Oh. Jeremiah then was told in Jeremiah chapter 5, Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. And see now and know, and seek in the broad places thereof, if you can find a man, just one. If you can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment and speaketh the truth, Mm -hmm. and I will pardon it. Wow. Wow. 30 seconds in the next 30 seconds I'll, tell, I'll read to you this last verse the prophets prophesy falsely the priests bear rule by their means and my people love to have it so Ooh.
1: okay that <laughs> that's the segue first for the next half hour
0: are you guys. wiping the sweat off your brow yet i am already and we're just getting started yeah yeah and so Having said, to, tune in
1: for the next half hour. All right. We will take a short break. We'll be back.